When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. T.J. Lang, son. Yes. And Rick Wagner. Oh, boy. Yes. Hey, I was surprised to see. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure, like, once the numbers and stuff came out, is the Vikings paid Riley more than we play- We paid Ricky Wagner. Yeah, definitely. And they're, they're going to put him at that left side. So, uh, Zig- yeah. Ziggy's licking his chops already. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, oh, man. man. But, uh. Yeah, I mean, just locking up that right side, and we got plenty of bodies to try to figure out that that left guard spot. I mean, wow, it really, it really makes you feel good about that old line. Yeah, I think like out of that out of the that TJ Lang signing, I think the thing that excited me most about the whole thing was like hearing the story about how like he was ninety nine percent sure he's going to Seattle, and then you know the maestro wanted him bad enough that he like made another offer to just kind of steal the deal. Like I don't feel like. You've ever heard a story like that as long as I can remember. It, exactly. Like the way they played it where they visited, had him on the visit, talked to Stafford, hung out, were cool enough to say, hey, go go on your other visits. But the minute they probably got wind that he wasn't, he was going to sign, you know, they stepped up to the plate. And, uh, I mean, it was a lot of money, but I don't think it was, uh, you know, totally exorbitant. I just think it was – you know, there's no chance that Ricky Wagner and uh, T.J. Lyon come here and are terrible, you know? Right. I mean, yeah. do do I love paying them 10 mil, you know, on average uh, type of thing? Not so much, but um, I know they're not going to, you know, be in the streets or be out of the league in a couple years. So I, I feel good right. about the investment. Yeah, I do too. I think we're finally being smart about spending money on that kind of stuff instead of, like, more weapons for Stafford, you know, because they've always been in that mindset, like the last, I don't know, seven or eight years or so, just trying to get him weapons, and they keep ignoring probably the most important part of the offense, keeping him protected. Yep, and and I think they will still, you know, because it looks like they're trying to extend him, so part of that is making him feel good about his O-line. I'm sure you're going to see some pieces, quote-unquote, weapons be added, but... um, yeah. Bob Quinn, he definitely has a plan, and he definitely knows what he wants, and he goes and gets it. And, uh, you know, I feel good about that because they just went in and got those two guys, got a couple, uh, you know, side-type uh, players, you know, uh, bench players, and, and they just kind of wait now to see what happens yeah. in the draft, see what might come available. But they definitely have a plan, which is nice. Yeah, and I think the nice thing about adding two guys on the right side is that, now we don't have to worry about spending another, you know, first round pick on like a right tackle or something stupid like that. Yeah. Getting getting better, getting younger and stuff on defense. And I like what he said about you know not being too young because you know I love the draft. I would just trade down and have twenty draft picks every year uh, to some degree. But he said at the O line you can't be too young, and so now yeah. we have a really nice mixture which we talked about before and. Uh, yeah. What he does, too, is he goes out and gets these guys that are 
uh, you know, at that cusp of either going to really turn, you know, they're at the prime age and they could turn into be really good and you look back and go, wow, we got him at a good price at a good time. Uh, rather than getting an older guy where you're, even if he's good, he's already had his best days behind him. I mean, Ricky Wagner is right there and TJ Lang is just as a pro bowler at 30 or 28, 29, 30, however old he is, is like still yeah. a really good age. So I see him doing that of just, you know, the age, the ability, and the contract all kind of come together. Yeah, and I, re- I read an article the other day about how they really started to identify, like, in October, November, that the offensive line was probably going to be their top priority in the offseason because they knew Warford and Reese contracts were up. So, I mean, they started working on it for a long time. It wasn't just like, Oh my God, these guys aren't going to resign. We have to find replacements. Like he was a, yeah. you know, he was ahead of the game, which I think is important. I think we knew all along that, you know, they weren't going to resign Reese and Warford just because. I mean, they're Reese and Warford. You know, I mean, Warford was decent, but he's not. He's not TJ Lang. No, not at all. Not, even from a mentality standpoint, like. Larry, I remember he'd get beat sometimes, or he just kind of—he was a like an okay leader, but not a not galvanizing kind of guy. Whereas TJ yeah. Lang, I think, would come in and be that vet that gets in people's right. face. They're not playing well, and has been through some playoff games. Like that's what we need. Yeah, and I think it helps too because you know initially once you sign Ricky Wagner, and based on his age and you know the success that he has, you basically automatically are putting him into that leadership role on your offensive line. He might not be comfortable doing so because he's, you know, he's had to basically work his way up to where he's at. He might not have those kind of intangibles, but you know, mm-hmm. TJ Lang is like a proven leader. So now you bring him in, and now Ricky, all he got to focus on is playing, doing his job, and leave all that other stuff to, you know, TJ. Which makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally agree, man. That's uh, and, and the other thing you said about the planning, like, cause I read that thing too about how to start way back in October. My thing mm-hmm. is. When we were talking about the draft a few weeks ago, remember we were trying to figure out, like, okay, if at 21 some of these other guys aren't there, do we go for a, a ran check? Do we go for uh, um, uh, bowls out of Utah? And we didn't yeah. really love those, but those are really the only two tackles that we could think of that could play the right size. So there's another thing where Quinn went out. Not only did he plan ahead, but he identified, hey, this draft kind of sucks for offensive tackles. But we right. really do need to shore up that right side. So he went and did it through free agency, knowing that this draft is full of corners, DNs, linebackers, uh, you know, safeties, all the other parts that he needs. So he's kind of molding yeah. it together, and and that's what you got to do, man. You got to look at where free agency is strong and weak, and where the draft is, and mold the two together. Right. 